0: Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Do you ever wonder where
1: all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Rocketmoney.com slash
2: This episode is brought to you in part by June's Journey. Picture it, the glamour of the roaring 20s wrapped in a mystery that only you can solve.
1: This story has always been one that has fascinated people because it's so bizarre that this could even happen.
3: 17 and a half years, we have always talked about Mike Williams being missing. Not ever finding his body, not ever having resolution, was very difficult.
1: He was going to wake up early and go duck hunting. He was a big duck hunter. and. So he went off to the lake and then he never came back.
3: Mike Williams was a straight shooter. He loved his family, he loved his wife, he put her on a pedestal.
4: Mike did everything
1: that she wanted done. Denise said jump, Mike wanna know how high.
3: They were gonna be celebrating
1: their wedding anniversary. And so when he did not come home about noon, when he was supposed to, Denise started getting worried and started calling around.
3: This search was the most intensive I've ever seen.
1: Law enforcement and friends and family combing the lake, looking for him. They found the boat, his truck, the trailer. That was all there.
4: I got up in the helicopter, flew around, and looked for his body. And one of the things that I noticed, there were no less than 15 to 20 very large alligators swimming all around this area.
1: Lake Seminole is known for having a lot of alligators. We're in North Florida. There are a lot of alligators.
4: When we went back out there, you know, there was more evidence that there was, there had been alligator activity around there.
5: That's what you believed happened to
6: Mike? Yes, I, I firmly believe that.
5: I guess you're sort of
6: hoping you find something and sort of hoping you don't. Well, we was hoping if he was here, we would find him and get closure, but no, it didn't happen.
1: People are attacked by alligators. Little dogs are eaten by alligators. But you never hear of someone who's just banished, eaten by a whole by an alligator.
3: It is totally impossible for a 185 pound man to be consumed by an alligator without a trace.
0: I think that's when we started going, oh my gosh, this is not what we thought it was.
3: Many people felt like there was foul play involved.
1: Cheryl Williams, Mike's mom, comes along. I pray every day that Mike will come home. Cheryl begins her crusade, if you will, trying to get answers. She'd make picket signs and stand in front of the church. There were billboards. You know, have you seen my son? She wrote the governor a letter every day for nine years.
0: She was absolutely possessed with finding this out, what had happened to Mike. Until God tells me in my heart that that child is dead, I cannot give up looking for him.
6: She wasn't gonna quit until she had a body, alive or dead.
0: He didn't just fall out of the boat. This wasn't just a hunting accident.
1: This man was murdered, and they blamed it on alligators for 17 years.
5: You've got to really love duck hunting to love Lake Seminole. It's shallow, it's swampy, and it's popular with the local alligators. Mike Williams really did love duck hunting, and people say that's why he came here well before dawn on December 16th, 2000, alone. His wife said the plan was that Mike would be back home in time to celebrate his wedding anniversary. But 12 hours later, after his wife reported him missing, Lake Seminole would be swarming with rescuers, searching for Mike Williams on the land, on the water, and in the air. Can you show me the area that you guys searched
6: in? Basically, this area from here to there, about
3: five acres.
5: Alton Renu and David Arnett were among the first law enforcement officers to get a call about a missing duck hunter.
3: What we thought had happened is that he possibly fell out of the boat or capsized.
5: Is it unusual for people to fall out of boats
6: while they're hunting for ducks? It's not unusual. It it happens um, quite often out here as far as they might hit a stump and throw them out.
5: Early the next morning, there was a break. Mike's boat was found. On board were some decoys and his shotgun, but no sign of Mike himself. We've done a grid search, very slow, meticulous grid search, back and forth over the search area. And what began as a search and rescue soon turned into a search for a body.
6: We stayed with that grid until we covered this whole area.
5: Cadaver dogs were brought in while teams scoured the murky bottom of Lake Seminole in a gruesome search for Mike's body. That was high intensity, and low tech. This is the tool of your trade, right? That this, was this that plant. was
6: actually one of the poles. And, and all you do is put it in the water and see if put you feel anything. If it's a log, it's kind of a, a, a thump, kind of a hard thump. If it would been a body. You hit it, it's kind of like a pillow. Did you feel something ever on the bottom that felt like a body? Never, never.
5: Williams vanished one day before his sixth wedding anniversary. He met his wife Denise at North Florida Christian High School. He was a football player. She was a cheerleader. He was president of the student council. She was the secretary. How'd they seem together? Great couple. Scott Dungey met Mike in high school. He and his wife, Anessa, were among Mike's best friends.
4: If you knew Mike, he's the kind of person that uh, is gonna do anything and everything for you. So Denise, you know, found a gem.
5: They both graduated from Florida State University. Denise became an accountant for the state. Mike became a real estate appraiser, working for Clay Ketchum.
3: This kid was straight as an arrow. He really, truly was.
5: Clay and his wife, Patty, got to know Mike well.
3: He was an unbelievable worker. It was not uncommon for him to do 15-hour days. I mean, he would be in there early, work until 1 or 2 in the morning, and then be right back. He had incredible energy.
5: Before long, Mike's career took off, and that's when he married Denise.
3: He loved his wife, He even would leave the office and go pump her gas. I'm sorry, go pump her gas? Yes, she would call him and say, Mike, I need gas. And Mike would run over there, pump her gas, and run back. We all said we wanted to be married to Mike.
5: Just before Mother's Day in 1999, Denise gave birth to the couple's daughter, and by chance, a local Tallahassee TV station was at the hospital.
0: We're just totally overwhelmed. She was due Tuesday, and she would have made me wait a whole other year for Mother's Day. She tipped the scales. It was
6: unbelievable. I have a whole new respect for my wife and women in general and what they go through to bring a a new child, new life into the world.
5: Nineteen months after he became a father, Mike was missing. And the longer the search lasted on Lake Seminole, the harder it was on the searchers afraid of what they might find. One of Mike's oldest friends, Brian Winchester, was out there looking for him from the start, and it was Brian who discovered Mike's empty boat. Brian decided that we didn't want to be there when Mike's body was pulled up. Brett Ketchum was with Brian during the search. So we would get in a car and drive to a gas station and go get a Coke
6: and it was very emotional trips i mean it was you know crying and it was tough the search was called off after
5: 44 days rescuers could find no trace of mike williams he was listed officially as still missing and some people wondered if he had just run off
3: maybe he just abandon his family or something like that. That that was the strongest scenario of everything that we had. It was... Do you believe you know, that? I mean, did you think that was possible? I thought that was a possibility.
0: What did you think? We knew Mike had not run off. I mean, he loved his family and he adored his daughter, adored her. So Mike did not run off. This was not some elaborate ruse. Soon, there was
5: another explanation offered for why Mike's body could not be found. That he had been snatched by an alligator.
4: Alligators, they don't eat you right then. This is morbid to talk about, but they
5: go stuff you somewhere for six months and and then come back later. One of the rescue teams agreed, writing, the alligators have dismembered and have stored the remains in a location that we would not be able to find. But there was at least one person who had serious doubts about that theory. Mike's mother,
0: Cheryl. She, pretty early on, believed that there was more to this and that he was not in Lake Seminole. I think she just thought something something's not right here.
3: Six
5: months after Mike Williams disappeared, investigators had no new leads, no real hope of finding him. And then what could be a break bubbled up from the muck of Lake Seminole. That pole is
6: marking a spot where the waders had popped up.
5: A local fisherman found a pair of waders like these, which were believed to have
6: belonged to Williams. Did it make sense to you that they popped up here? I mean, you would, you would search that area, right? We had searched it many times. Well? Very well. Then, two
5: days after that, Mike's fishing jacket and his hunting license were found at the same spot, along with a flashlight. But Williams was still missing. His wife, Denise, was raising their two-year-old daughter alone.
3: Denise was a doting mother, the pride and joy of her life.
5: But Scott Dungy says now that Denise was a single mom, money was getting tight. I was helping her with
4: some of the items that needed to be sold and to generate some cash until the insurance money came.
5: And there was a lot of insurance money involved. Williams had three policies worth more than $1.75
0: million. Mike wanted to make sure his family was taken care of because Mike hunted and fished and did some pretty high-risk activity. And Clay really encouraged him to load up.
5: With her expenses reportedly mounting, Denise went after the insurance money quickly.
0: While the search itself
1: is still going on, while he is still... Actively missing, they're still actively searching for her. He she is going and filing a claim against his life insurance.
5: Jennifer Portman has covered this case for the Tallahassee Democrat. She is a consultant for 48 hours.
1: She was really ready to accept the fact that he was missing and presumed dead very early on.
5: But the state of Florida was not. According to Florida law, since there was no proof Williams had died, he would not be declared dead for five years. Denise did not want to wait that long to collect on Mike's life insurance. How much time did it take in this case?
1: It took six months. It was very fast, abnormally fast.
5: That's because Denise's attorney argued to a judge that the waders, the vest, and the hunting license were proof enough that Williams was dead. The judge agreed and issued a death certificate. Cause of death, accidental drowning while duck hunting on Lake Seminole. Body has not yet been recovered.
1: Based on that and that alone was what got him declared dead.
5: Pair of waders and a fishing license and some other stuff. Yeah, exactly. The case of the missing hunter seemed closed and was soon forgotten by almost everyone, but not by Mike's mother, Cheryl. Did she believe that her son drowned in Lake Seminole?
1: She never ever believed that her son was in the lake.
5: Not from day one? Not from day one. What did she think had happened? Go
1: she ahead. didn't know. All she knew was that her son was not in that lake. She just knew it, knew it like a mom knows something just deep inside of her. and. She was absolutely committed to finding out what
0: happened to him. It's never out of my head. Where is this child?
5: Cheryl caught the attention of the local news.
0: He may be dead, but he's not in that lake. And if somebody did hurt my child, I want him found and I want him punished. I was still, this is so sad that Cheryl can't except the fact that Mike in all likelihood has drowned. But this is her child. She's gonna hold out that hope.
1: Cheryl started keeping notes of everything, copious notes of all of the you know strange things that were going on.
5: She eventually filled 27 single-spaced pages with lots of unanswered questions like, what made the waiters float after six and a half months underwater? Her notes ended with a plea to anyone who would listen. Please help me find my son. She was trying to
1: basically compile all of this evidence that she could find and trying to get it in front of someone who would listen to her.
3: Well, did Denise help her?
1: Oh, no. Denise completely cut her off.
3: Denise was adamant. No investigation.
5: She threatened to withhold Cheryl's granddaughter
3: from her? Mm-hmm. Correct. She said, if you continue to press for this investigation,
0: you will never see your granddaughter again.
5: So what did she do?
0: She took the energy she would have spent, love it on that child, and tried to find her daddy.
5: Cheryl pressed on and started poking holes in the official version of what happened to her son. For years after Mike Williams disappeared, there was a theory that the reason his body was never found was that he had been eaten by alligators. Turns out there's a problem with that theory. Cheryl contacted Matthew Aresco, an alligator expert. Florida has a few of them. In his response, he explained that alligators do not feed in the cold winter months. Cold
4: weather um, causes a water temperature to drop, so alligators don't feed in the wintertime.
5: What's more, Oresco said that when alligators kill, there is always forensic evidence left behind. And he said attributing Mike's disappearance to an alligator attack may be a convenient explanation for the authorities, but was virtually impossible.
1: We're in North Florida. There are a lot of alligators. I will give you that. But it is winter. Alligators do not eat human beings without leaving a trace in the middle of December when it's cold. It just doesn't happen If not for Cheryl Williams There's no way that we would know where Mike Williams was or anything that ever happened to him. She was the driving force
5: Charlotte Williams knew because an expert told her that her son was not eaten by an alligator. But she did not know much else about how he vanished.
1: One of the things that has been so difficult about this case is that there was an absolute lack of physical evidence. You didn't have a body, you didn't have any of these things that maybe could point you towards something.
5: But Cheryl had something, those 27 pages of detailed notes. In 2004, four years after Mike disappeared, Cheryl's campaign finally caught the attention of the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. Investigators met with her and then launched a multi-agency investigation. When did you first begin thinking this was a crime?
6: The first night we talked to Ms. Cheryl.
5: At the time, Derek Wester was with the Jackson County Sheriff's Office. He was part of the investigation.
6: She had everything from before he disappeared to when she was sitting there and she had it all broke down. And then as she's relaying this story, all these inconsistencies start adding up. Do you remember what some of those inconsistencies were? The insurance. It was Mike's three
5: life insurance policies that caught their attention particularly the last one he bought, not long before he disappeared, worth $1 million. How did Mike Williams end up with that million-dollar life insurance policy? Who sold it to him?
1: Brian Winchester sold him the million-dollar life insurance policy about six months before he went missing.
5: Brian Winchester was an insurance agent.
4: You know, his father had a successful insurance company in town, so he had written My Life
5: Insurance. He'd been Mike's best friend since high school, where, like Mike, he met his future wife, Kathy Aldrich. And from then on, the two couples were inseparable. Um,
4: you know, they did literally everything together. They went out to dinner together. They bought houses at the same time. They we
0: got married at the same time, had uh, babies at the same time.
4: You know, they were, they were very
5: close. Brian Winchester was in the insurance business, he was, he so was. it's not that odd that he would sell his friend an insurance policy no
1: mode? it's not I mean just the timing of it in retrospect looks a little weird
5: that wasn't the only thing that started to look weird those waiters that popped up in Lake Seminole surfaced just as Denise Williams needed proof that her husband was dead in order to get the insurance money uh, how many days before the court hearing these waiters popped up less than a month I mean it was really close They had supposedly been submerged in the lake for six
6: months. These waders was in very good shape. They were also not slimy. And what did that mean? They had not been in the water very long.
5: And there was still something about that flashlight they also found. It still worked. And I went to turn it
4: on, thinking there's no way it's going to turn on, and lo and behold, it worked. (laughs) And so I was like, man, I
5: need to get me one of these. So you looked at that stuff, and you thought to yourself, what? Planet. It was planted, yeah. No one could say for sure who planted it, but as time passed, Denise Williams and Brian Winchester started attracting attention and some suspicion, because years after Mike disappeared, Winchester divorced his wife, Kathy. He began dating Denise, and then he married her.
0: We went to the wedding.
5: Was she a suspect in your mind at that point?
0: I think in mine, I was, uh, yes. The minister at some point said, I've counseled with this couple and they have no secrets I don't know. And Clay and I both went.
3: We kind of nudged each other like, well, there might be this one little secret you don't know.
1: All these things start becoming like clear that we now we've got the insurance. It's now we've got the waiters. We've got the alligator theory being busted by the experts. So as they're building their case you know they talk to people they start getting somewhere
5: one of the first people investigators talked to
6: was denise williams there's no emotion there's no softening up there's 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 nothing i mean she's just matter of fact and cold but brian winchester had much more
5: to say he offered detectives an alibi for the morning mike williams went missing He said he was 60 miles away from the lake in bed.
6: Brian tells us that he was going hunting with his father-in-law and overslept. You know for a
5: fact that Brian was not telling you the truth then. Mm -hmm. Winchester could not have known it, but detectives already had a witness who said he saw Winchester
6: that morning at Lake Seminole. I know the the man, personally. I mean, I've I've known him all my life. And uh, I composed the lineup, and I took it to him. Joel says, well, he wasn't smiling like that, but that's him. And he pointed to Brian Winchester. And he had seen that same man, he said, when? That morning. There was one more thing
5: Winchester didn't know. Police were talking to his ex-wife, and she told them Denise and Brian might have been having an affair for years before Mike disappeared.
6: There was definitely a suspicion that him and her were having an affair well before that December.
5: So that Brian and Denise were having an affair while Denise was still married to Mike? Yes. The plot was sure thickening, but investigators still weren't sure what the full story was. After two years, the FDLE hit a wall. But Cheryl Williams, who had been fighting since the day her son disappeared, was not giving up.
1: And it's horrible not knowing what happened to him. She was very, very, very
0: frustrated with FDLE and felt that they were not doing their job, they weren't trying. So she picketed. You know, she would have signs made and and walk up and down in front of the church.
4: Every year she would have billboards up
5: around
0: town and showed a picture of mike and missing and if you have any information who's to contact
5: and she went after the governor
0: she
1: wrote the governor a letter every day for nine years
5: and you mean literally she writes to the governor every single day literally in fact the governor received 1472 letters that we know of well what did people make of that behavior you know candidly i i i thought it was crazy crazy right and i'm ashamed to say that if people thought she was crazy cheryl didn't seem to care
3: her suspicion was always with brian and denise more so with denise
1: the two people who were considered most likely suspects were together, and unless one of them turned on the other, you were never going to find out what happened here.
6: Did you think this case would get broken? Not until I found out that they were having marital problems. They turned on each other like rats in a sack.
0: until God tells me in my heart that that child is dead. I cannot give up looking for him.
5: As the years dragged on, it looked like the mystery of what happened to Mike Williams might never be solved.
3: It's okay.
6: This, I mean, that's what
5: it's gonna be. This
1: is, this one's not bad. I mean, I would joke around the newsroom that, you know, they'd have to drag me out of the old lady reporter nursing home when they finally found Mike Williams. I never thought that we would ever know anything about what happened to him.
5: If Brian and Denise knew anything about Mike's disappearance, they weren't talking, and no one could make them. By Florida law, as long as they stayed married, neither could be forced to testify against the other.
1: With Brian and Denise being married, you were... How were you ever going to get the truth? Because one is not going to turn on the other.
5: But behind the scenes, Denise and Brian's marriage was disintegrating. And after seven years, in 2012, they decided to separate.
1: He is, you know, self-describes as being a sex addict. He's trying to please her by going to therapy, by getting counseling. Like, he's jumping through all these hoops, trying to do all these things to get her back, and she's not kind of accepting them.
5: Did he seem under-stressed? Did he seem like a different guy back then? He did to me. He aged quickly.
0: He did. He was also very adamant that he absolutely did not want to be divorced, that he was miserable without her.
5: After four more years of trying to patch things up, Brian snapped.
1: One morning, Denise gets in her car. She's driving to work and she senses something in the back and Brian Winchester has hidden in the back of her car and is coming over the seat and has got a gun. He's got a gun? He's got a gun. He had a gun, he had a tarp. The idea was that he was going to kill her. He is completely unhinged.
5: But she managed to talk him down. She
1: manages to talk him down
0: he's screaming and I'm just like shaking and he's telling me to stop crying that people are going to notice
5: Denise reported her kidnapping to the Leon County Sheriff's Office. I was like,
0: are you planning
3: on, you know, ending both of our lives today? Well,
0: mine, I'm planning on mine. And then he would say, I want to kill myself. He must've said a million times, I want to kill myself.
5: Brian Winchester was soon arrested and charged with the kidnapping and aggravated assault of his wife.
3: I was just kind of agreeing with whatever he was saying. And I was like, I knew that you
1: love me.
5: And I- Police quickly realized that the rift in Denise and Brian's marriage presented an opportunity.
1: Word travels fast in law enforcement circles, and they recognized it for what it was. This was a huge break in the Mike Williams case.
5: A tag team of detectives arrived to see what they could get out of Denise, to see if she would now flip on her estranged husband and talk about his involvement in Mike Williams' disappearance. I know, know, Denise,
6: he did it. And he knew exactly what I'm talking about. And
3: he was gonna do it again.
5: Tallahassee Detective David McCraney tried.
3: He wasn't gonna kill himself, Denise. He was gonna kill you so that you didn't talk about him later.
6: That is the truth.
5: McCraney turned up the heat.
6: Fifteen years ago, he walked in and told you he had done something. did no. Denise. No. You have got He. Is, this is not going away. Okay, he's going to kill you. He's going to kill himself because he doesn't know
5: what's happening. But Denise did not budge.
3: Name is Mike the Florida Department of
5: so, Special Agent Mike Devaney came in. He'd been working the Williams case I've for years.
3: Do you think he's responsible for Mike's disappearance?
0: I do not, and I never have. I would have never married him if I thought that. I mean, in my mind and in my heart, no.
3: She
5: wasn't giving up anything.
0: She
1: was know. giving up absolutely nothing. Where do you think Mike's buried? Oh, I, I have no idea.
3: Maybe
0: speculation on
3: that? Where he's buried,
0: I mean, I believe
3: you don't really believe he he
0: died on the lake. I do, why? I
1: just, I just always have. That's what I believe. That was her story, and sticking to it,
5: that left Brian as the only possible source of information in the Williams case. He was facing a long stretch in prison for the kidnapping. But there was no word about what, if anything, he would say about Mike's disappearance.
3: We're here in the state of Florida versus Brian Winchester, 2000.
5: Sixteen months later, Brian pled guilty to kidnapping and assaulting Denise and appeared in court for his sentencing. We had a, a plea, and we weren't sure what the government was going to ask for.
3: He was crying at times.
5: He apologized. Tim Jansen is Brian Winchester's lawyer. We had
6: indicated we want 15. The state gets up and asks for 45. My client wouldn't like to address the courtroom. Certainly.
3: Never, ever did I have any intentions of harming Denise, nor would I.
4: Nonetheless, I do know that she was hurt by my actions. And
3: again, I am truly sorry. Start by stating your name, please.
0: Denise Williams.
5: Denise showed up at the sentencing. What was she like there? What did she want?
1: She
0: wanted him to go to prison for the rest of his life. I start each day with the memory of him jumping out of the back. And I end each day feeling the gun shoved in my ribs when I turn on my right side trying to sleep. She was scared, she was compelling. He will finish what he has started, no matter what age he is when he's released.
1: Most people in the courtroom were pretty stunned by it. It was pretty powerful.
0: I'm asking you to sentence him to life in prison for the crimes he has committed. It comes down to my life or his, and I'm asking you please to choose mine. Thank you.
5: Come on up with your client, Mr. Jansen. For kidnapping Denise, Brian was sentenced to 20 years behind bars.
3: He was shackled at the waist and the ankles. And when they shuffled him off to prison, we felt so defeated because we said, There'll never be an answer to our friend Mike. Never an answer. We won't know. Well, you were wrong. We were wrong. They had found Mike's body.
5: To see more of Denise Williams' police interview, join us on Facebook
3: at 48 Hours.
1: This was so huge. It still is really pretty stunning.
5: Just one day after Brian Winchester was sentenced for kidnapping Denise Williams, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement held a news conference. And the news really was huge.
3: Standing here now, I can tell you that we know what happened to Mike Williams. He was murdered.
5: They know that because sometime before he was sentenced for kidnapping, Brian Winchester cracked and confessed in these audio recordings. I went and met Mike at a gas station. I followed him to the lake. We launched the
4: boat. It was just like a hunting trip was supposed to be.
5: Winchester had cut a deal with prosecutors. In exchange for his confession, he would not be charged with murder, even though he admitted killing his best friend. I got him to stand up, and I pushed
3: him into the water,
4: and he was in a panic, obviously. I was in a panic. I didn't know what to do, and I ended up shooting him.
3: Where did you shoot him? In the head. The agreement that we drafted up said that anything he said that day could not be used against him.
5: Winchester gave prosecutors what they wanted most, the location of Mike Williams' body. I backed my Suburban
4: down to the edge of the lake and put his body in the back and
3: pushed his boat back out into the water.
5: Brian says he left Mike's truck and trailer at Lake Seminole to make Mike's disappearance look like an accident. But actually, Mike's body was nowhere near Lake Seminole. He was 60 miles away at Carr Lake, a remote marshy area just 10 minutes from Winchester's home. Brian led investigators here to the spot he buried Mike 18 years ago. And they commenced
1: what FDLE told me is the most extensive search they have ever undertaken in the history of the
5: agency. The search uncovered Mike's skeletal remains and his wedding ring among other things. And there was horrifying evidence of what happened to him.
1: And what they were able to show very clearly was that he had been shot basically at point-blank range in the face with a shotgun.
5: This was up close, personal, deadly. Yeah. And gruesome.
1: Yeah.
4: I put myself in Mike's shoes, and I struggle with the last couple seconds of his life in fact that he knew what was happening and saw it happening really me.
5: And Winchester provided one final piece of the puzzle. He said it was all Denise's idea.
4: She would not get divorced. And so she basically said, there's only one solution.
1: As he tells it she was not willing to endure the public shame of a divorce. So she thought murder was a better answer.
4: I guess it was better to be known as a widow than a divorcee. Wow, that
3: is incredibly cold.
1: And wouldn't it be great if we also, oh, by the way, collected, you know, almost $2 million in insurance.
3: We would end up together. We would live happily
4: ever after. Oh, And as a side note, we've got all this money to enjoy Mm
5: -hmm. a wonderful life together. The happily ever after part didn't work out so well. In May 2018, five months after the discovery of Mike's body was announced, Denise Williams was arrested and charged with first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit murder, and accessory after the fact.
1: It was a very bizarre moment. And she said nothing, and she didn't look... At anybody, She just looked straight ahead.
3: This woman behind bars in Leon County tonight, a grand jury, indicting her for allegedly killing her husband nearly 18 years ago.
0: It's a bittersweet feeling. You are so thankful that she has been outed for the true person she is, but it doesn't... You're still left with the same result.
5: Even though you saw her led away in shackles?
0: In an oh ugly God. dress and hair that needed a dye job, I got to tell you, that felt pretty good to me. Because I know how important appearances are to her.
5: At her bail hearing, Denise had to listen to all two hours of Winchester's confession.
4: Her story that she needed to believe was the story that we created for her, which was that she was at home with her baby, Mike hunting, and she has no idea what happened.
5: DENISE WAS DENIED BAIL AND IS CURRENTLY AWAITING TRIAL IN COUNTY JAIL. SHE DIDN'T DO IT. SHE HAD NOTHING TO DO WITH IT. SHE'S COMPLETELY INNOCENT. DEFENSE ATTORNEY ETHAN WAY IS REPRESENTING DENISE. DID SHE KNOW ABOUT IT? NO. NOT BEFORE, NOT DURING, NOT AFTER. YOU ARE VERY CONFIDENT. I HAVE AN INNOCENT CLIENT. IT'S THE BEST KIND. BUT THE TOUGHEST CHALLENGE IN DEFENDING DENISE MAY BE DENISE HERSELF. WHEN I WATCH
0: DENISE AT HER BAIL HEARING, There was nothing, there was no emotion. She's listening to her second husband describe how he killed her first husband and there's not a tear.
4: What people don't realize is she is a widow A very young age in a town that is almost from the beginning implicating her in the disappearance of her husband she's got to live in the glare of
5: that every day and she will stand to face that glare in court all alone brian winchester will never
4: have to stand in front of a judge and accept responsibility for killing mike williams he has an immunity agreement that is probably one of the best crafted immunity agreements i've ever seen
5: the risk there is that if Denise did have something to do with it and is acquitted, then nobody goes to prison for the murder of Mike Williams.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's a really real thing, and that could happen.
5: This won't be an easy case for prosecutors. Their most compelling witness admits he is the killer.
4: You know, I committed this horrible crime to be with her.
5: Ethan Way says his cross-examination of Winchester could consist of just one question.
4: What are you going to ask him? Just to be clear, Mr. Winchester, you shot your best friend in the face point blank range with a 12-gauge shotgun. Answer: Yes. Question: What time is lunch?
5: Denise's upcoming trial could provide a few more answers about what happened to Mike Williams 18 years ago. But for now, at least a grieving mother can finally bury her son.
1: It hit her really hard. And, and I think she's still coming to terms with it. I mean, the brutality of it, the the finality of it, how anyone could do this to Mike.
4: It kind of destroys your, your faith in, in man.
0: To do this to him and the way it was done, and it's just unimaginable.
5: You still miss him.
3: Oh, yeah. He was such a good guy. He loved to work. He loved his family. He put him on a pedestal, and he got killed for it. That's the irony of this, is the kid did nothing wrong.
5: Denise Williams is scheduled to stand trial for the murder of her husband on December tenth, two 2018. Mike and Denise's daughter is 19 and in college.
3: She's said to be close with Denise's sisters. To hear more of Brian Winchester's confession, join us at 48hours.com.
2: new members can try audible free for 30 days visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500 500 that's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500 500 hi this is jill schlesinger cbs news business analyst
0: certified financial planner and host of the money watch podcast this is the show where your money is not scary it is a show that's all about you